it's Dr. Kieran here. Welcome to Bridging Medical Paradigms. In the vast and varied landscape of medicine, from the traditional to the modern, the complementary to the conventional, all paired with shifts in societal, technological and political trends, it is a tricky and tiring affair to keep on top of. My aim is to leave you feeling empowered in your engagement with healthcare, to mitigate unnecessary experiences and aim for more positive outcomes. Last week, I spoke about possibly obtaining a referral to a specialist from your GP and the questions and dialogue leading up to that. I was also thinking that when you have your prepared questions, it doesn't only make efficient use of your time, but it may also keep you in there longer with your GP, being a little bit sneaky. It's difficult to suddenly stop a flowing dialogue that is meaningful and has a solid objective. Today, we're going to go more into depth into specialist appointments. So just a little bit of background. We have specialist hospitals, for example, in the UK, Moorfields Eye Hospital for anything to do with the eyes, or Great Ormond Street Hospital that specialises in conditions for the under-16s. And then you have specialist departments within hospitals, for example, neurology for nervous system conditions. I had a case with a patient where she was already undergoing treatment at a specialist department but she was experiencing issues with her care. After doing a simple internet search, I found another specialist department much more local to her. I read the consultant profiles, trust pilot reviews, etc. And the quality of care sounded promising. I phoned the department on her behalf and explained her situation. The administrator said that her medical records would be reviewed. She would then be placed with the most appropriate consultant for her condition. I was told that the quickest step to get her referred would be to contact her GP and include in the request that the main factor is that she would like to be local rather than travelling all the way into central London. I provided my patient with a template that she could use to communicate her case to her GP. It included requesting that she would like the GP to make an urgent referral to say, once the department X reviews her records, they will place her with the most appropriate consultant. How long she has been suffering with her condition, how her condition has impacted her life, so for example being in pain, what she feels is wrong with her current treatment and her experience, for example not being informed properly, feeling helpless, not receiving appropriate patient quality of care to manage her condition and not being given any advice on the progression of her condition, such as new pain. The impracticality of living in X to travel so far to her appointment in central London. And finally, the fact that the impact of her condition on her life, with not receiving the appropriate patient care, is not conducive to her getting her health back on track. It's actually worsening her situation. So, this is what happened. She briefly stated in her e-consult that she would like an urgent referral. She was experiencing issues and it was too far for her to travel. This led to an over-the-phone GP appointment where she relayed her experience in more detail. The GP made a request and she eventually got a referral a month later. When she attended her first appointment, she felt a significant difference and felt that because they had been made aware of her previous dissatisfaction, there was extra compassion shown during her consultations. And this all happened during lockdown. So, You can pose the question to your GP, is there a more specialist department 
or hospital that I can be referred to, or is this the only one? Think how far you are willing to travel. You can always do a simple internet search after your GP appointment to find out if there's a more preferable referral for you, for example, closer or more specific to your needs. You can follow this up with your GP and ask if you can be referred. In most cases, the referral gateway is via your GP, but there is no reason why you can't facilitate that. You may also be aware of the issues surrounding patient referrals, especially since COVID. Recent 2023 research from Healthwatch England have just highlighted the difficulty for some people to get a referral to another NHS service. For 21% of people they spoke to, even when they got referrals, they could be lost, rejected, taken off the waiting list, referred to the wrong service or not followed up, where the patient just wouldn't hear back. So what I've experienced in life, and not only in healthcare, is that all systems risk the possibility of dysfunction, and this can be high or low. The main thing, though, is to try and mitigate the possibility and the level of the dysfunction. I know that it can be hard and very tiring, particularly when you or a loved one aren't feeling well and need that care. But let's see how we can try our best to make it work for us. So here's here's some tips. Once your GP has said that you're going to get referred, make sure to get all the details of how this is going to be arranged and where it's going to be. One, be clear on whether you need to contact the hospital or department or whether you will be contacted. Usually, you will receive a letter instructing you about the referral or a text or a phone call. Two, ask for the name and the contact details of where you're going to be referred. Three, be clear on what date you are likely to be contacted. You can then mark this in your diary and follow up with your GP surgery if you do not receive a referral in that agreed time. Four, you can also contact the hospital department directly and state your case. Remind people that you are in the system and you are important. Five, Finally, ask your GP if they will make sure to forward your medical records to whoever you will be seeing. Obviously, this does not work out all of the time and it can be a waiting game. You may realise you need to find some sort of alternative. But maintaining an open communication line to keep yourself well informed and not left feeling sidelined, as well as being persistent, is worth a shot to get a favourable outcome and hopefully speed the process Essentially, you don't want to be left in a limbo. Just to finish off for today, here's some tips for your first appointment. So, number one, support. Ask someone to go with you. Or, if you're aware that a loved one or a friend has an appointment, if convenient, offer to go with them. It helps to have someone with you to serve as another set of ears. They can help to clarify or repeat information or take notes. This can be for several reasons. You may feel emotionally distressed and unable to take everything in that the specialist is saying. Elderly patients may not hear what the specialist is saying. But in any case, if you are by yourself, use the same checklist for seeing your GP, for presenting your condition and asking questions. Remember, problem and the plan. Two, bring your medications. You may think that you know your medications well, but do you know the names and the dosages? It is helpful to bring 
your medications in, both prescribed and over-the-counter. This gives you the opportunity to understand what every medication is being used for and for you to discuss whether any medications can be reduced or eliminated. Arrive 20 to 15 minutes early. This will give you a chance to find the place you need to be in a relaxed way, especially if this is your first visit and if you're unfamiliar with the hospital. You know, because you're going to have to fill out paperwork, go, you know, you might need to go to the bathroom if necessary and get out of the way some of the routine steps of the visit, like having your weight and blood pressure checked. Finally, expect a long wait. Despite an early arrival, just like a GP appointment, you may end up waiting longer if your doctor falls behind schedule. This can happen for several reasons. For example, the doctor cannot predict how simple or complex their patient's problem is going to be. They must spend whatever time it takes to take care of their patients on any given visit. Or the age-old problem of the patients turning up late. In any case, be prepared. Take some reading, work material, snacks and a bottle of water. So you use the time well, regardless of the weight. And you know you're not left thinking, you're not left in your own head. It takes the stress out of it. I hope this helps and you can make it your own. It's really important to be clear on your pathway to recovery. Okay, so see you next week.